Hello, welcome to this week's podcast. This week, I had the absolute pleasure to sit down with John Marshall, who amongst a large bird watching and ringing hobby, for the likes of the BTO, also had a massive obsession with wildfowling, and but most of all, the pink-footed goose. So I sat down with him at his nursing home for some tea and tails. Hope you enjoy. Curtin Marsh was my first visit for evening flight with my two mentors for fouling. My brother Dick and Flight Lieutenant Gordon Ramsey, ex-bomber pilot on Lancasters. Both Dick and Gordon were in the Royal Air Force. They were both now demobbed and worked in Curtin and known as experienced wildfowlers. And they were very experienced. I was 17 years of age when they took me to Curtin Marsh, but I did not know about fowling. I did know about fowling from my father's experience. On leaving the raft, Dick and Gordon took me to Elderkin's gun people at Spalding, and after trying out a double barrel 12 bore manual ejection, two and a half inch chambers, 35 pound. Part, part of the cost was borrowed from my father. How did you find shooting that? Huh? How did you find shooting that? Did well with it. Did you? Did with it. Didn't smack you about? No. I remember. Those Damascus barrels. Yeah. Right, now then. I was now equipped with my first sporting gun and paid five shillings, which I had to pay at the post office, so I've got a gun license. We didn't have these things we have now. Yeah, yeah. And then if you're if you're out shooting, the police stop you. You only say you've got a license. Yeah. Uh, uh, for for a permit to shoot, shoot my my favoured wildfowl. I had a few shots end of season 1945, which because I didn't come out of the air force until February. Now I was called in July 46 to join the RAF and was demobbed in February 49, missing the end of the shooting season. Made a start from August the 12th, which was the old starting date. Not September, August the 12th. We used to go on the march and shoot duck then, and curlew, curlew were protected. Made a start from August the 12th. I was crazy to get onto curtain in front of the marshes, but I was. I used to bike down. Then, during the summer of 49, I joined the local South Lincolnshire Wildfowlers Club and was appointed secretary before the 49 season had started. I remained as secretary until 1957. I continued to shoot with Dick and Gordon whenever possible, but went many times onto the local marshes on my own on my own. Uh, in 1956, I purchased a brand new three-inch magnum 12-bore by Bland of London, named the Brent. Right hand half choke, left, left barrel full choke. Cost 60 pounds. A real goose hunter's gun. Because it was heavy bugger and all. <laughs> After several years of use, particularly on geese, 
I sold it for £120 to another wife fellow in Boston. I then went to Newark and bought a side lock ejector, which I finished my wife fellow career, that is, the bore, uh, that the 12 bore, and I passed this with all my gear to Daniel Goodship. My farewell to my beloved pink footed geese was showing, shooting my last goose at Red Barn, Sandingham Estate, on the 26th of December 1999, ending great and memorial days in the UK and Scotland and indeed a lifelong ambition. Okay? Yeah. That's useful for you, do you? Yeah, yeah. You need to do any publishing. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, let's, let's put that back in here where it is. Because yeah. yeah. then, then you've got, you want to keep them. Because they're for your office, you see, when you want to sit down and decide. Only if it, as you do that, put them like that. So, what, where did the obsession with the pink feet come? Because you love them. You loved them. Where, where, where you know, because you, you followed them. Right. We didn't... When... Uh, the reason we, we... Gordon used to do... He used to go around the marshes between Fosdyke and Sutton Bridge. Mm -hmm. yeah. <coughs> One day I was at Gedney Drove End in a pub. This is all started with the geese. And he was talking to a guy and this man said, have you been to Hall Beach Doorsmere? That's where me and Gordon sh shot our first pink foot on the same morning. Yeah. And it's all down in, in there, you'll see all that. And uh, then Gordon, because my brother Dick had a car, and so he'd go, Gordon had a car, and we used to share it to go fouling and this sort of thing. And he uh, decided that uh, we're going to go after the geese. And we wanted to be after the geese. Uh, then, then we realised we hadn't got the right equipment. Because yeah. borrow, in the end, Gordon borrowed an eight ball, which you could down them with. And we went, and there was, there was so many people and you've probably heard me mention before the old professional fowler, Mackenzie Thorpe, yeah, yeah. who's died. He's, he's, I've been to his grave in Sutton Bridge and seen it, got pictures of it and, in, on my iPad. And uh, anyway, then that was really, because when we got there the first morning, there was thousands of geese, mile high, and these pipit poppers was trying to shoot them yeah. 15 times out of bloody rain sort of thing. <laughs> anyway, we realised, Gordon, we said, look, this is no good. We want to come in the week, not at weekends, that. So, uh, but I was working at Dennis's offices at Curtin, and if we could, if I could squeeze the morning off, I used to do. And, because uh, Gordon was very good. Because on one occasion, he said, yeah, he rang me one afternoon. So in the end, we started to go regular. And uh, we really got the, got the buzz. But could we all get a goose? It was ages before we got amongst them. 
And I realised then that we weren't doing it right. So then I was then... We, I was, what, did, I, what did you have to change? I had to change the idea of going elsewhere to Dawesmere. Then we went to Gibraltar Point, or rather Wainfleet Marshes, near Skegness, and there was huge numbers of geese there. And there was all feeding on Fristony Fen. What, pinks as well as? All pink feed. Nothing else. That's just pinks? Just, but only pink woody geese. It went, I mean, Norfolk is the place, number one spot on the east coast, but there was a lot come to the Lincolnshire marshes and then. And, uh, you know, there was a, a, lot, a lot of geese. So, and I then uh, was friendly with a guy, he's dead now, uh, Peter Smith, who had permission to go on several fields in Fiskney Fen to, to geese. And he knew, he used to go and watch and see where they were feeding and that. And then next morning, on a Saturday, on a Sunday morning, we'd go to this field in a bloody dyke with plenty of others in and everything, plenty of hiding. And the old geese would fed there all the day before. Nobody ever shot them. Yeah. Next morning they came, lovely. And they're coming against the wind low and that. I wish I did it down them. Yeah. Some morning we got five and sometimes more. And so that's where it all started. And then I, le then I got involved with Peter Scott, with uh, Tony Cook, who's the decoy man at Tristany uh, Decoy, which you'll read when you read that thing, yeah. who taught me bird ringing and also working a duck decoy. Yeah, yeah. Catching wild duck, ringing and releasing. Okay, yeah. And, and then he was made, he was made curator of the Pico Wildfire Trust uh, for Peter Scott, but then it closed because they couldn't afford to keep them all going. Uh, we, we then, uh, then we started to get the geese further down towards Boston, Free Eastern Shore. And I remember when Boston United played Tottenham in the Cup, me and Alan Day, another man, a Spitfire pilot, he was my one of my, my wife, Alan friends. We went to this place and it snowed like buggery and we shot nine bloody geese on this morning. Now, you, course, you don't want too many more than that to carry the buggers back with. No, one, one to carry off the mark. Yeah, there we are. And then we started then. And, and then I started getting inquiries from businessmen in the Midlands, uh, could I escort them onto the marsh to shoot a goose? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And got, and they used to pick me up, take me out for a meal the night before and all that in Boston into a hotel. And then, then they used to say, you say, what, you picked me up at so-and-so? And uh, they did and took them down to Friskany. I knew, I knew exactly where the flight lines was. And we used to walk them to the best point because we used to stand on the bank and listen to where we could hear them on the edge of the tide or wherever yeah. and say right come on this way told them where to go made them take cartridges out of the gun and go put them into position then I walk back and uh, 
one one morning I took them to between Frisney and Wrangell, and there was a lot of geese there. And I couldn't. I, I thought, my God, these aren't far out. And they got them settled down as they're now log. Don't mess about. Keep quiet. They'll come to you. You need. To come, they're not going to do anything else because they're coming out to feed on the field. So and so and so and so near me. Because I'd seen where I was feeding. Yeah. And look at me. This buddy is a surgeon from the the, the uh, Staffordshire uh, hospital, <coughs> and he got it on easy. He'd never been two shooting in his life before, and he and he took his carriages out as I told him to, yeah. and they got him in position. And I would think 250 pink feet jumped, came straight at them, not as high as these buildings, <laughs> uh, and he went. Click, click! <laughs> no bloody car is gun. Oh, and he swore and effed and blown. And his wife said, and she was with me, hiding behind the sea wall. Yeah. I said, oh, you'll see some shooting there. Tom Wardley got two. And, uh, that's, I, and then Tom got me involved with other business people in the in, uh, industry and that. And he was very good. Then he went to New Zealand. But I took him out on many, many occasions. And he took me to my first week's goose shooting. And he paid for me yeah. to the, on the Solway. Oh, yeah. And we were under Bill, Bill Powell, a professional wildfowler. And, you know, he, he can't, no, any, no professional wildfowler can guarantee you're going to get shooting, because you're not. No. Because there's even more that he did on the Solway. So that was on the Scottish side. Then thereafter, I went again, and then we went to the Tay Valley in the east side yeah. on the River Tay. And I wrote to the secretary of the Tay Valley Wildfowling Club, said, Yes, you're most welcome. We'd love you to come. And we met our president is prepared to meet you and show you. Because they weren't allowed to shoot geese there on, on Sundays in Scotland. Just, they were, were they allowed to shoot geese or wildfowl? Geese. Geese. But there, we had grey and pink feet. And, and a lot. And uh, anyway, we had a bloody boat. And he, and he took it out to an island in the middle. And there's all some lovely, lovely gliding places. And the bloody geese come. And now I low down, flying just above the water, some of them, and I never got a bugger. Really? Didn't get one, and the shot I had a It always amazes me, because they're like flying barn doors. I know, you, you, should, you should kill one every time you pull yeah. the trigger. And anyway, I said to Alan Day, there was, uh, and another guy, I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to sit go here again. Uh, in that same place, well, you ought to do again and see what you've done wrong. So next morning I went in the same place and I got six muggers. Oh. And then again, and they got two or three apiece as well, with a bloody boatload to row back. <laughs> <laughs> and oh God. And then we, you see, what we did then, Dan, during the day, We'd go up into the hills a bit 
and these guys knew where the flight bonds. Oh, yeah. And we used to have a crack at the view duck then. Yeah. Uh, you know, really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what we did then, we f he had a little shooting brake. We filled the bloody thing up on the way home to Boston, took all the cargo straight into a deep freezer on outside Boston, and they used to pluck them, draw them and everything, and put them in freezers. Oh, yeah. And all these geese, we used to go and get the geese when we wanted them then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now, and that's, it, and these people, one bloke, he, he said, I want to, I'm going to bring in a friend in Wildrun from Wolverhampton. I said, well, have you done anything before? I said, because uh, I'm going to take you to where there's a lot of geese at the minute. That was that, um, where, where Mackenzie Thorpe got a little houseboat. Oh, yeah. And he used to take his guests, American uh, service uh, people, Put them up and do and lay fancy, and uh, they got some. And he got a string of rings from here to you that the geese they'd shot. And well, they had several rings, a lot of rings. Got some, you've seen some. But I've given the several away. And uh, anyway, we we went there, took these guys, and I, I said, now I'll put you behind the bank because now the the grey leg, there's a few grey leg about them might come in. And they'll come in nice and low, but you don't know what they are, but if you see them coming low and you hear them, because they don't make a lot of noise when they come in at night, they're grey legs don't, because they slide in and get to roost. And anyway, he went and he'd shot two buggers. And he said, I've never enjoyed it so much in my life. He, was, he offered me two, uh, 20 pounds just to come in. Really? Huh? And I said, no. I said, no. And anyway, he bought me two boxes of cartridges, nearly the same as pretty dear, because I was using all three-inch cartridges yeah. and that. Because I used to, I used to use this bloody uh, Thomas Bland. It's lovely. I loved the gun, but it was so bloody heavy. And when I went, I had to use it for everything, like duck shooting, uh, and that. And it got a bit heavy because when you're carting a two miles across the bloody miles, like we do at you, you, like Snedditcham yeah. or somewhere like that. Yeah, I remember that. That's the like, same as that, that first, that first semi-automatic I had, I bought, was it, that Remington 1100 I had? Yeah. That was like, you used to have to have a wheelbarrow to cart that about. Yeah, I know. They know, and then, then that's why I decided, a bloke wanted this gun of mine, and I said, oh, all right. I thought, well, he's going he's to pay me. 120 quid, I'd pay 65, so I made 60 pound profit, didn't I? <laughs> so I thought, that's fine, he's happy, he's dead now and all. And, uh, you know, then I thought, well, I went to look at this gunsmith in there, and I looked at the gun, I didn't, and that gun of yours, it was nice, and well, you still got it. And I used that, and I shot a lot of geese at Norfolk with it. I shot a lot of geese on Thriskin and, and Wainfleet and Wrangle Marshes with it. Not a lot, but enough. You didn't want a lot. No. You don't want a lot because they're such marvellous bloody birds and what, what they, they achieve in what they do. <coughs> but in the end of the day, 
that was it. And uh, then Gordon Ramsey, he packed up and he bought a, a, a nice a place on south of the Solway. Right. And he, then he did, he, he advertised it, full-time wild valley guide, good accommodation, plenty of geese, plenty of duck and all this. And I, we had, I had three weeks up there, in three separate weeks, and we never, I never shot a goose. All three, but there was a lot of geese shot, but I never got one. But got a lot of widgeon, quite a few mallard, and that, so I, I enjoyed it. And that, and when uh, it was, now, uh, but you see, once he got up in Scotland, he wasn't going to come down to Dawesmere in bloody Holbeach and shoot geese, wasn't he? Yeah. And that's what happened. That, and then it, then when I. We, you got in, I got involved with uh, with your, your dad when he was married to your mum. Well, every Christmas I used to go and get a goose. Every Christmas, never miss. No. Used to on Boxing Day morning, I'll guarantee your dad took me to a field where wherever, and I should get a goose. And I got one. One day I didn't get one. I got two, I one, sometimes two. I shot four one morning. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that morning. Yeah, that I, four. That I shot that four on, in Anma. Yeah, it was on Anma, yeah. Anma. Bloody come, they kept, I could have got more. I, got, I could have got more, yeah. but I said to myself, why carry four bloody geese off? <laughs> and if you get another four... You got all I your decoys to take as well. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I did. And uh, anyway, uh, that's it. But I would say that Wild fowling to me was my my most enjoyable of experiences. Yeah. I've enjoyed game shooting, rabbiting, and all this with your dad and I that. Loved, I love and the rabbit, and that's a bit I miss about home. I I loved that rabbiting with your dad, and uh, and then we well, my mother, brother Dick out my dad's bedroom window in King Street Curtain. On a snowy day, we, he always had some bushel sprouts in the garden, and the bloody wood pigeons would come and settle and eat them. And I've known him get four, four or six wood pigeons in an afternoon, shooting them out the bedroom window I, with I, a single barrel four ten. I used to do that out when I was at Sherman. I know. With, with, I, the, with the rabbit. I know. The I know. With yeah. the air rifle. But uh, you know, this is the the beauty of it all. It's, and the thing that appealed to me, it was something that a lot of people have never experienced. Yeah. They've never experienced the, 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 what there is. There's the danger in coming incoming tides. I've been cut off before and that. And I've fetched a dead body off the mast in uh, Friskley with the police and a man wouldn't take notice and keep going out and the tie got this flies on him and he never got back. And he did round and uh, but it was not only that it was just those birds have come a long way. Yeah. And they've all and they live in family they're families, they're lovely families. And uh, I thought, well, you know but then of course it came to a bit of game shooting with the old gun, and I could shoot them. 
and uh, got a, even your, your dad got me a, a trip on the cock day with a bloody duke yeah. <laughs> at Sandringham. And after at the end of the day, I, I, well, I, I, the last wildfowling trip I had was with you the night you shot a widgeon. Yeah. Or two widgeon. Two widgeon, wasn't it? Uh, two. Or a mountain widgeon. And, and, and I, 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 I could... He took it all my... And it was when your mum was at uh, that little cottage in Snettisham, wasn't it? Not Snettisham. No, no, she lived in King's Lynn then. We, we were in Lynn then. Oh, I was in Lynn then. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I had one hell of a job to get back to the car because I'd had enough. Yeah. It was a long and, way out there, wasn't it? Eh? It was a long way out. Oh, bloody hell. But I've been to uh, to that place at Dursingham through that private road and straight down the bottom and have sat on that side of the sea wall and the bloody geese are nearly settled on you. Yeah. But do you remember, do you remember that, that Christmas? Um, and it was a video, was a video, they videoed it. Remember Mr Lewis trying to get up them geese? Oh yes. And they were just, they were just come over the hedge, weren't they? Oh, almost touching. It, 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 Right, it was unbe unbelievable, they wasn't just, it? Yeah, they were just touching, almost touching the hedge, weren't they? Yeah. Hundreds of them. Oh, that, 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 they were coming across, going out to feed the further down the road, towards Anma. Yeah. And they came, and if you had been in this, that dike there or something, yeah, you would have been all right. You'd had a birthday, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did I remember, I remember that's, we'd had that, we had a video camera very long, then that big old video camera. And uh, I remember Mum videoing that, or Dad videoing it, wasn't it? Yeah. That was Christmas time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was. It was Christmas. Yeah, because yeah, you were there. I was there looking there. out the windy window at him, <laughs> yeah. wishing I could be across the field. Yeah. And that's right. Yeah, well. But, you know, it's, you know, you've got, it's like, as I said to some people yesterday, I said, Daniel is in the, Territorial Army, he's a busy chap, he does all this, he's also a self-employed, he's a gamekeeper, runs a nice little private shoot in Suffolk. I said, he don't, he's not doing all right, I said, because <laughs> I didn't know about the new baby on the way. No, yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. That's... Busy, busy now. Oh, yeah, well, got a little, <laughs> when is he do? Uh, January, January the 14th. <coughs> oh, well, she said she wanted another, didn't she? Sarah always said, and I, I said I was all, I was all right with just the one, but yeah, yeah, no. No, it'd be nice right, though. Hmm? It'd be nice. Over the little boy, I do. Well, I'm not bothered. I'd, I've, little boy, would be nice. So I can take him shooting, fishing, and mucking yeah, about. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure Poppy will do the same anyway. Yeah, but I'm sure yeah. I think with. With mum's, in, with mum's influence, it'll be horses and yeah. hounds. Something like that, yeah. Um, but, uh, the, other, the other hand, it'd be nice to have a little girl just to make life easier in the house. Oh, it would. Because we haven't got a big house. No, Not, no. You know, room's, room's top, at least they can share the room. No. Where boy's going to make life a bit oh, harder. Oh, like, I could a lot. Not only that, I've got all the girls close at home. Quite, so quite, yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be chuck out. So. Yeah, no, no, you don't chuck out out. No, oh well, um, congratulations mate. Well if you, you know, in that little book there, there's a lot of information about birds I've ringed and that and what I've done, <coughs> and where I was taught ringing by Tony Cook, what, and 
Not many people in decoy ducks, you know, no. in the proper decoy. And not many people. And I've, I've, I've used them, I remember using them. And I've had the pleasure also of going in the, into the wash in the punk, with the punk gun. Yeah, I was going to ask about the punk gun. I've been, you know, it was, it was an old wildfowler's professional tool. And uh, we bought the Eric Lane, who I used to shoot with a lot. He bought this gun. He took a pound of shot. And uh, you, it was a... Uh, That's a lot of shot in it. <coughs> And you had to prime the bloody thing yeah. with a primer to, give, to start the, the, the electric the going and the reaction and the, and the gunpowder and then out there it go. And I never... Was it I, hell of a bang? Eh? Was it hell of a bang? Oh, hell of a bang. And smoke <laughs> yeah. and shot the little bloody punt bag. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I, we shot it... <laughs> Well, the only time I've ever seen it shot was at a, a party of widgeon, there was about 50, and we got about uh, 25 of them. Did you really? With one shot. Yeah. And, you, and you've got to go with a cripple stopper yeah. to kill them, any of them, because they start running away, a lot of the wounded do. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Did it kill one of them outright? Hey? Did it kill a lot of them outright? Oh, a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Well, holes. The people who I know, my father knew, used to go down and take photographs of them. He's known them when they've come back with 15 geese on board, they shot. Really? Killed them, all of them. They were very good. They are fishermen as well, lived on the seawall. A curtain master was for die. And uh, but, but my brother Dick, he, he started wildfowling. Virtually as soon as he could bloody hold a gun, nearly. Really? Yeah, he, he was something about it he loved. And he, him and Gordon, because and, Gordon Ramsey and my brother Dick Marshall married two sisters. Married two sisters. Gordon divorced. Dick's wife is still alive. She's 94. Because I've had... Uh, 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 he, she's got two boys who they never have bothered about me. But I did get a card in my, on my birthday from the two, one of the boys, and he said, Mum's in the home, which I know she is, yeah. but she's causing trouble, and she's on the verge of not being much here there much longer, yeah. that's all I can say. And, uh, <coughs> you know. So that's virtually it, really. I wonder. Do you do anything with the koi pews? Hey? Eh? Do you do anything with the koi, koi pews? You didn't get involved with shooting the koi pews and pieces. No, I didn't. I remember Dad talking about that. I know I didn't. I never, never got involved with uh, the koi pew and that. But because uh, I mean, uh, get, get, look, sort of gamekeepers, they get involved with all sorts of things in the, that affects the job. Do you mind? Yeah, I didn't didn't know the No, I didn't. No, I never. I've never really, I don't know whether I've ever seen a bloody koifu. I must have done, I think, but... Yeah. I've shot pheasants on the marsh and hares. Yeah. I've often got them. But I was always afraid if you start banging off, before you got to your position, when there's geese out there, yeah, yeah. you were there for the geese. Not to shoot a pheasant or a partridge yeah, yeah. or, or anything. Kenji thought would, he'd shoot any bloody thing. <laughs> he would, but he's a humbugger, he was. He was, God, I've... Me and Alan Day 
went one morning to Shep White's, that's between Dawesmere and Fosdyke, yeah. and uh, he was there, oh, you two, what do you want then, he said. Oh, is, is, is there anything about Mackenzie? Oh, he's come to get a goat, you can get one, you want to get one there? He said, oh, all right. And we worked it about a quarter mile up the bank and got onto the green marshes, gone down. And anyway, I, we, there was a small set, there were seven little geese come low across the marsh, and Kenzie, he could call geese to him. Yeah. And he hadn't seen them until they got nearly past us. Yeah, yeah. And he called <laughs> And he turned them, and they come straight to me and Alan, right low. And he said, there's seven, and only three went on. We got them right and left each. Yeah. God, he was bloody bad. We shot at him. So he'd done the calling, yeah. getting the men what they came to us, not let the boys go over us. Yeah. Oh, we had some bloody doos. So done it, we did. How many times did you go without getting a, getting something? But the, my, my many, most times, I've gone 12 times without pulling the trigger. <coughs> it's a lot. A lot of people would say, book of this job. Yeah, yeah. But I never. I've done four. I, I, I always remember that it's not getting what you, you don't get to kill everything. You go for this solitude of the bloody marsh and this sort of thing. Yeah. This is why this. T this uh, poem ties ending. It, it what, what Watkins did. Yeah. It, it depicts exactly what that man thought about what really. Yeah. He, he was possessed with it, and he he wrote some bloody good books. Because if you ever get the opportunity to buy ties ending, yeah. and uh, another book, his wife had him. You had it, didn't you? Hey? You had it. I didn't have it. No, I've never had it. Ending. I borrowed it from the library yeah. and I've read them, but that monkey of the sky gypsy is a story about a white wild goat, yep. pink footed goat. And Boston Stumps mentioned and Boston and Hull Beach and everything and and, and Foxy was the, the little gamekeeper wildfowler who said he would kill the bugger and he did. But like he, he he killed it, fell in the big creek, and he went tried to get it and drowned. Yeah. He went out of the tide with the bloody goose. Yeah. It's a very good story, but it, it starts at being born in in the, in Iceland at the yeah, net. Yeah. It's bloody good. <coughs> I've read it two or three times. Was it you who told me they'd stop shooting them in Iceland now? Yeah, they're protected yeah. now. They're protected now. Protected, yeah. Oh, that's why there's so many, Daniel. Yeah. There's thousands come now. Last, because uh, I, I got this, uh, I mean, I was surprised when I got to this month, this month, uh, uh, Lincolnshire report, yeah. uh, 2018. They're always two years behind. And when you look at, uh, and so only Lincolnshire, Gibraltar Point, Frampton Marsh, <coughs> Friskany. Yeah. And you'll be amazed in the number of geese that are there now who won a few years ago. Mm. <coughs> There's no end of bloody geese. 
I don't know that the shot in Norfolk's too much, are they? Yeah, I think they're still quite sort of. It's 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 a hard one, isn't it? You know, you think when you get something like fifty thousand gauge trying to get in one field. Oh Christ! What the hell do you do? Well, they go into the non the nearest other field, don't they? Yeah. Because yeah. they can't get them on. But they'll and if they're not if they're not shot at, they'll keep coming till the bugger's empty. The field as well. Yeah, and paddle the rest down. Well, that, absolutely, because I it, some mornings. I was a bit late going, to the, Dad would say to me, right, go so-and-so, go down there, and then turn left, and there's a nice little bit of cover there. And I got started going, and the wind was that way, the geese was coming this way, they were just above the bloody edges, and of course, I'd have been down a bit near, further, a bit I should have shot them before I even got there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was off and I didn't get... Uh, I enjoyed doing it, though. It was bloody lovely. I did. I, loved, I used to look forward to that trip. Boxing Day trip to Sandringham. Well, I was there because it was, it was uh, Christmas time. We were staying with you. Yeah. And at uh, that time, we, we... And your daddy you would you'd have me going, here you go, here you take me. And he'd say, right, what time? I said, oh, I'll make it nine o'clock. And because then by then it's all over because they come out about half past seven and by eight o'clock they're bloody well feeding. Yeah. So, uh, but I used to hang on as long as I could so I'd get a shot if I hadn't got one. But anyway, it's all right. Oh, I'm bugging me, my fans. Oh, I'm pleased then. That's very nice to, to come to see me and bring me that feature. Yeah. That little one. Well, bugger me. Yeah, got a long way to go yet. Oh, no, it is done, but it isn't that far. It's all right, you used to, to look after yourself. Yeah, sure. Oh, I do. Oh, a little and will be thrilled to bits, won't she? She will, something to play with. Oh, she'll be thrilled to bits. She will indeed. Uh, Just like to say a huge thank you to John Marshall for speaking to me about his well-found career. I hope you enjoyed that little snippet of our conversation we had to talk about when I got finally got to see him since lockdown. Hope you enjoy, stay safe.